Well, hey there, and welcome to the Enough Already podcast, where we talk about how consulting and coaching business owners can forge their own path to success and live their best life. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and today we're talking about burnout again and the cure for it. So a few weeks ago, I had an amazing conversation with burnout expert Rochelle Stone and my colleague Lori Smith, and I had a sense at that time I should probably open up and talk about my own struggle with burnout and what I learned from it, and then I took it out. I went the safe route, did a couple interviews with amazing entrepreneurs, and then I was coaching a client about the courage to tell their own story and use it to help others, and I realized, you know what, it's time for me to do the same thing. So here goes. Hi, I'm Betsy. I'm a recovering stressaholic. It's been 30 minutes since my last email check. Okay, five minutes. So now it's your turn. Hi, Betsy. So the truth is, I have struggled with burnout for years, off and on, due in part to the challenges of running my own business and raising kids as a single mom. But recently, after a cross-country move and becoming an empty nester, oh my, I experienced another level of burnout. It was just totally different. I would call this burnout like more like soul burnout, you know, something like that no trip to the spa or bubble bath or even a new set of supplements was even going to touch. So this experience forced me to take a really hard look at my approach to balance and self-care. And I realized I had been neglecting my own needs and boundaries and realm work, and I needed to make some serious changes and look at my business from a different angle so I can prevent burnout from ever taking over again. So that's why I want to share with you my personal journey of recovery and reinvention. You know, one of those things when we leave corporate, we start our own business, we think, yay, I'm going to be able to finally have that work-life balance. But my experience is that we can take the the professional out of the corporate stress, but we can't take the corporate stress out of the professional all the time. So we really need to be vigilant about burnout. So what I wanted to do is come up with a cure method for burnout recovery. So here, let's get into it. I want to tell you all about it. Okay, so let's talk about what it means to be cured from burnout. The first step of the cure is the C, which is for compassion. So the first step in overcoming burnout is to practice that self-compassion. And that means being kind to yourself and acknowledging that burnout is a real issue that affects many consultants, coaches, business owners, high achievers in general. I'm convinced that if you're a high achiever, especially a high achieving woman, the issue isn't if burnout's going to happen to you, but when and the form it will take. I realized what a big issue burnout was a few years ago when I decided for kicks and giggles to write a blog post on high achieving women and burnout because it wasn't exactly tangential to my business, but it really is because as entrepreneurs, we're trying to get that balance. And it was probably my most popular article ever. It w- I got like a crazy like 76% open rate on the email where I talked about my own story. So I realized at that point, you know, for women especially, you know, extra responsibility requires extra testosterone and we make a fraction of this. So when we're bringing home the bacon and frying it out in the pan, it tires us at a hormonal level. So of course, when I hit burnout this fall, I was compassionate right away. Yes? No. I wish. Nope. I did what all high achievers do. I fought it and I tried to pretend that it wasn't happening, but it was only when I stopped fighting it that I, and I recognized it for what it was, that I was able to start making some shifts. And so over time, what I've learned over and over again in every stage of difficult things that you are dealing with, facing challenges in your business, challenges in your life, is the first step is to stop fighting it and accept its presence. When you do that, then you can listen to the messages. And what I have learned 
over and over again from burnout. It's a signal that something needs to change. And we need to give ourselves that space to understand what that is. So what about you? Are you in burnout or just really busy and stressed? Here's how you can find out. Ask yourself three questions because the three indicators of burnout relate to exhaustion, cynicism, and results. So as it relates to pure exhaustion on a scale of one to five, where one is I'm operating on fumes, I feel exhausted beyond exhausted, I can barely make it through the day, and five is I'm full of zest and energy, I have as much energy as the day is long, how would you rate yourself? As it relates to cynicism on a scale of one to five, where one is I'm feeling detached and isolated from others, and I have sort of like a life is half empty sort of outlook, and five is I'm full of hope, I'm full of optimism, I have faith in my future, I have faith in my abilities, how would you rate yourself? As it relates to results, on a scale of one to five, where one is progress and accomplishments are hard to come by and results that once were so effortless to achieve are so much harder. And five is results come effortlessly to me. I'm in the groove. I'm in the zone. I'm seeing the fruits of my effort. How would you rate yourself? So that's the C. C is compassion. Let's get to the U and the cure. U is understanding. The next step is to get beyond the symptoms and understand the root causes of your burnout. So everyone experiences burnout differently, and there's so many things that can cause it. So let me give you a few categories to think about. So as I go through the different categories, think about which one relates to your situation. Number one category, job, wrong fit, too many responsibilities, lack of clear expectations, pressure for deadlines, work is boring, feeling plateaued. Or your work environment, looking at your leader. Do you have a leader who doesn't value you, who doesn't consider your input on decisions, doesn't share the info that you need to do your job, sort of toxic in a way. Or just the work environment in general, like maybe the commute is too long. You know, some of it is, is maybe you you don't like the working all the time in the office and you want to have more time at home. Or maybe it's the flip side, the isolation of working at home. You know, one of the things that I discovered as I looked at my root cause for my burnout is that working at home all the time, I've been doing this for many, many years, way before the pandemic, that I was really just tired of being on my own. I really wanted to be around more people. So for me, that was one of my challenges. So what about you? Is it that you are too much in the office? Are you too much at home? For entrepreneurs, a lot of us are isolated. Home life. Are there issues with finances or issues with a significant other or children, aging parents, or just that work-life balance that I mentioned before, but just really that lack of downtime, lack of hobbies, lack of self-care? Is there like a spiritual crisis? You know, maybe that you're in a community that's shifting, or maybe there's just some physical things going on, or like I was going through major life changes, relationship changes, life transition, personal identity crisis. I had moved cross country. I just got married. I became an empty nester, you know, all at the same time. Um, Achievement stressors, you know, working long hours, heavy travel, scope of your job, 24-7 accessibility. You know, the thing is, is that when you take the time to reflect on what's causing your burnout, you can make those changes at that level of cause, not effect. You know, as consultants and coaches, we believe in solving problems at the level of cause. You need to do that same thing for yourself. So taking time off and eliminating unnecessary obligations won't fix it. For sure, the bubble bath won't fix it. You know, the day at the spa won't fix it. You need to do something about those root causes. You need to have actions that address it. So for you, think about this on a scale of one to 10, where one is I'm so burnt out, I'm burned to a crisp. And 
I'm very burnt out or 10 is I'm not burnt out at all. How would you rate your level of burnout? And be honest, what's really causing the most stress for you? Really pinpoint that and identify what it is so that you can solve it in a quicker way. And then what's your burnout costing you? Really do the business case. You know, what do I really need to do to take action? You know, what's it costing you in terms of your physical pain and your emotional angst and relationship disruptions and finances? I mean, one thing I know for sure is that there's things that we're afraid of as it relates to being an entrepreneur that when we think about like, oh, I don't want to leave this job. It's so secure. And I don't want to leave that and start my own business. Or I don't really want to pivot my business from, you know, the business that I should have into the one that I love. And we think about like, oh, because it's too costly. I don't want to give up. But you have to think about the lack of joy in your work and what it could be costing you. So do the business case and really think about what would be different in your life if you really had a firm root cause related solution to your burnout. Okay, so we talked about the compassion for the C. U is the understanding. Now we get to the fun part, the R. The It is all about reimagining and reinventing your life and your business. So if you want to stay out of burnout, you really need to look at what's causing them. And an easy exercise, I know you've done it before with clients in so many different ways, is just simply a start, stop, and continue on your career, your business, or your life. So I know you know how to do this, but what I really want you to focus on, of the, the part of this exercise I really want you to focus on is the stop part. It's the Marie Kondo challenge of letting go of whatever doesn't bring you joy, even if it makes you money. So without getting brutally honest during the letting go part of the exercise, you won't have that mental space and creativity to imagine what could be and what truly are your superpowers and what are the things that you could do with your business and your career, your life that would really make money, even more money and make you happy. You know, and the thing that I know for sure, so years ago when I was at Disney, I participated in this creativity workshop. It was so much fun. And it was a whole week learning about how to be creative and innovative. What I learned there was that innovation doesn't come from what you love. It begins with what you hate and what bugs you. All great inventions were the result of a solution to a problem of some kind. I've got a thousand examples from my time at Disney around problems like hassles in the guest experience led to innovations like FastPass or Disney's Magical Express. So I've been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and my business if you've been following me at all, knows it's gone through many forms from consulting to organizations to training consultants on how to consult to organizations to what I do now, which is all around the brand messaging, the copywriting, the content creation. And every time I made a major change in my business and every time I pivoted my business, it started with some sort of experience with burnout and that fearless facing of the brutal facts around the things that I needed to let go of that made me money, but no longer energized me. So letting go is harder than it sounds because there's this sunk cost fallacy, which is if I spent money on something or on a particular strategy or course of action, I can't lose that money and time, even if it would be better financially. Marshall Goldsmith says, what got you here won't get you there, but we know and trust what got us here. And what will get us there is something that's unknown. There's all these people around you that will tell you like, hey, why would you ever give this up? I remember when I really wanted to pivot my business from consulting directly to organizations to mentoring consultants and coaches. I had an accountant who I loved and he was really, really 
great strategically in so many ways, but he was risk averse. And he would say over and over again that you cannot let go of Accelerate Consulting Group, the name of my consulting program, until I was able to make my consulting coaching business the where I was mentoring and helping other people as successful. But the reality is, is being double-minded, I was never successful in both of them until I cut off one. And so it wasn't until I said, you know what, I'm going to let go of consulting, which by the way, I have a master's in, which by the way, I have eight years experience at Walt Disney World as an internal consultant, which by the way, I've created a highly successful consulting business where I was consulting with organizations all around the world and I was going to go work with individuals. Everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. So on top of you wanting to reinvent yourself, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to say, well, why would you ever do that? Why would you ever leave your corporate salary for the unknown world of entrepreneurship? So I get it. I get how tough it is, especially when the things that you need to let go of make you money and you have a lot invested. You know, so if you have a signature program that you love for a while, but it doesn't work or a course that you invested a ton of money in, but it may or may not sell, you know, you need to be able to let those things go because even if they're making money and they're draining you, it's impacting your long-term financial picture. So when we let go of what is not working, what is possible has that space to emerge. So for me, what I did is I put everything on the table and I got brutal about what was going on in my business. And the thing is that I loved about this process is I know my business purpose is bang on. I love helping people activate what's inside of them. I love helping them organize their ideas and put words to what they want. I like helping them create a business that they love. But my approach to getting people there wasn't working for me or my clients in the best way possible. For my clients, I needed to give them speed. But the thing is about me is speed is a superpower. I have great speed to clarity and messaging, and I forgot about that. I wasn't really capitalizing on this ability to quickly frame up issues. I focused on, yes, I could frame up what's in your heart and put it into a business model, but I was missing out on that speed that my clients really needed at the same time. You know, and I was also missing certain elements of my business that when I moved from just doing mentoring and I added more marketing agency services, I let go of this community that I was leading on a weekly basis. And I miss that. I love leading groups. I love bringing people together. Like I'm a little kid at a birthday party when I bring all these people that I work with together. So I'm making changes to my services. So I have reinvented, I've been practicing this with some people to see if I can do this and it works amazingly well, is that instead of doing my signature brand building program on my messaging services in an eight-week type of thing, I've repackaged it into a VIP experience where we can get the same quality results in a fraction of the time. I'm really excited about this one. I've been beta testing this with several clients and it is a blast. It's a blast, 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 blast. I'm doing these marketing messaging VIP days, which is really great because this is for people who have an important opportunity on the horizon and they don't have time to waste trying to figure out how do I structure how do I structure a workshop or a proposal or a webinar or a signature service or some sort of unique IP like a framework or competency model? They need it fast. They need the words fast. So what we do is we get it done in literally a day. So for example, one of my clients was working on this long form sales page for her online course. And in a day, we figured it out. We figured out the offer, the pricing, and then we took a break. 
And then I worked on a first draft of copy. We got back together and we co-created it and finished it up in a day. Or another one was working on a competency model and assessment and we did that in a day. Or I have another client, we worked on a website page in a day. Literally, we got the whole thing done in a day. We got so much in the groove with it. Originally, we thought we were just going to work on the homepage, but we wound up working on the about page and the services page in a day. So it's great is I can use my creativity and speed and my clients can get something that they can use to market and sell their services by the end of a day. So it's really cool. Third, this is another service I'm super giddy about is my Purpose to Profits Academy. So I mentioned it a few months back that I was going to do more groups. And I've been trying to figure out this group experience where I was thinking I was going to take people through my brand building program in an eight-week type of thing. But again, as I mentioned, speed to getting clarity on that. But I also want to help people who've launched their business and they just have like certain detailed skills that are holding them back from doing their marketing and their sales effectively. Those persuasive communication, copywriting skills. And so what I wanted to do is create a membership community for people who have already launched their business and people who are just dipping their toe into the consulting coaching space so that they want to learn the skills. So it's really for aspiring new seasoned consultants and coaches. And the goal is, is to make sure everyone who's a part of this community has the support, the training, the tools to make sure they are book solid with the clients that they love. So what I'm creating are these quick win webinars at the heart of this program. It's on a weekly basis. They're live. They're designed to give actionable skills to support long-term success. So if you want to learn, you know, how do you write a headline for a website page or a blog post? Or how do you write bullets? Or how do you find the benefit of your offers? How do you write an email? How do you write a proposal? How do you price your services? All those skills that we need to do a single marketing or sales activity. I want to make sure that everybody's super effective at it. So it's like muscle memory so that you can start converting people fast. So I wanted to also create this community at a super low price point so that everybody who's purpose-driven has a way to get the skills, the training, support that they need to win. So if you're interested in joining the Purpose to Profits community, I would love for you to check that one out. It's at www.betsyjordan.com. Again, my last name's with a Y, not an A, slash academy to learn more. We start officially on March 7th, our first, um, let me say this again. Our first masterclass is going to be on marketing mindset. So what are the real bona fide reasons why most consultants and coaches aren't fans of marketing and sales? And what do you need to do to overcome it? So that's how I'm reinventing my business. But what about you? What's going on in your career, your business, your life that's bringing you energy that you want to continue doing? And what's draining the life out of you? And what do you need to let go of and stop? And with that space of that's opened up by the things that you're letting go of, what new ideas are emerging for you? What new products and services can you offer? Or how can you pivot some of the things that you're offering so that they are creating more value for your clients and creating more happiness for yourself and greater opportunities for financial rewards for both of you? Okay, now we're at the E part of the cure. So we've talked about compassion as the C, understanding is the U, the revitalizing, reinventing, is the R. And now let's get to the E, which is all about energy and capacity management. So here's the kicker on staying out of burnout. And this is one thing that I missed over and over again every time I went through burnout recovery 
is I really never got vigilant about how I invested my energy and time so that I had the capacity. So what I was really focused on is, okay, I got through the reinvention, but I never really looked at my work environment, my patterns, my support system, my boundaries. And that's one of the things that I'm really working hard on this to go around that has been game changer for me. And it's really making sure I have that balance between what I'm what's inputting in my life that's giving me energy and my outputs and what I'm doing. For a long time, it was output, 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 rather than creating that balance. So for me, I had to realize like, okay, working at home all the time and not getting around people, that wasn't creating that balance. So I found a co-working space here where I live in Denver, where I can go into from time to time and I could get to spend time with people. You know, the other thing I realized for me is not having a virtual assistant was not a wise decision. I mean, I'm just like one of those people, like I like to get into things and I like to learn it. I've never really saw myself as a great boss, but I've come to realize like having support, like I love my support team. I have a team that helps me with my podcast and I have no idea how I would do my work without them. And I need to learn to rely on them. I need to learn to rely on other people in a way that I just, you know, figure I could always do everything on my own, but I can't. So I have to be vigilant about my energy and the things that will drain me. So let me give you a few ideas for yourself around things that could encourage your thinking and your energy time. You know, number one, just silence and time alone, time away, you know, giving yourself a break from social media and creating rules around accessibility when your clients could get a hold of you or when your friends could get a hold of you, you know, making sure that you get a solid eight hours of sleep, you know, being vigilant about that. You know, pursuing hobbies. I one of the things I appreciate about my husband so much since we moved here to Denver is he is obsessed with skiing, obsessed with skiing. And so he's made a strategic decision. He works for himself and that he takes Friday mornings off every week vigilantly to go skiing during ski season. And at first I'm like, seriously, you know, you're going to do that. I was kind of like, I was kind of annoyed. And then I realized like, no, I'm kind of jealous. He's doing something that I should be doing. Why can't I take Friday mornings off to do what I want to do. You know, why can't I just join them up in the mountains, whether I ski or not, you know, confession time. I haven't, I moved to Denver, but I have never skied yet. So, you know, that's kind of sad. But anyway, um, but it has to be what builds your energy. Like it doesn't build energy for me like it does for him. So I got to figure out what works for me. So the benefit of working for ourselves is that we get to do the things that bring us joy. So one of the things I tell my clients every single time when we work through their brand messaging and positioning, when we begin working through their business intentions, is identifying why do you want to have your own business and what kind of lifestyle priorities you want. And I encourage every single one of them to book it in their calendar first. But for myself, I didn't do that. So for you, I would give you that same encouragement. You are creating your own life the way that you want it. You have to protect that time first. So look at your calendar and first things first, before you book a single client meeting, before you do a single marketing activity, think about what gives you energy and get it in your calendar and put protections around it as important as any client meeting. The best sales opportunity that you have, you would protect that time with everything that you had similarly for the things that give you energy. So you need to really focus on your business is really thinking about from a work standpoint as well, investing your time only doing the things that only you can do and figure out how do you get rid of or outsource the things that just drain your energy. So think about it for yourself. 
How's your energy? What practices can you adopt and put into your weekly schedule that is going to begin building ongoing wells of energy and capacity? So that's it. So we've covered a lot of ground today. I hope that you found it helpful that I shared with you my own journey towards burnout recovery. And so let me summarize the things that we discussed. So the first step towards burnout recovery or anything that you want to recover from is just to simply stop fighting it. Accept its presence. Give yourself permission to listen to its messages, to take the space you need to recharge. Understanding the root causes of your burnout is key to creating sustainable change. This means setting boundaries around your work, making time for what energizes you, and allowing yourself to have the space to grieve any changes or losses. Second, don't be afraid to reimagine and reinvent your work in your life. Let go of what no longer serves so you can make space for what brings you joy and purpose. And three, pay attention to your energy. Take a break. Even if it's just a five-minute break, just to walk around, do some stretching, you know, journal about your burnout experience. Really think about the messages. And then definitely seek out support from somebody else. So if it's a coach, a therapist, a supportive community, you know, sometimes you need people around you who can help you get over it. Work with someone like Rochelle, who I introduced you to a few weeks ago, Rochelle Stone. I highly recommend her. She knows exactly how to help someone create breakthrough success without burnout. So definitely connect with someone like her. If your burnout is because you've fallen out of love with your work, or you're just tired of growing your business on your own, I'm here for you. Head on over to my website, www.betsyjordan.com services. Learn more about how I can empower you to create a business and a life that you love. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me on this very vulnerable episode of the Enough Already podcast. Just remember, burnout is not something that happens because you're lazy or you can't cope with stress. With compassion, with understanding, a willingness to reimagine and diligent energy management, you can find your own path towards recovery and using burnout as a springboard to your better future. So take care now, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com, and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y, and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait. Start today.